0: Welcome to the podcast of European Reference Network Guardheart, the ERN of rare and complex heart diseases in both adult and pediatric patients across the European Union. My name is Diane. I am the social media manager and your today's host. Today, our guests are Professor Joseph Galvin and Jennifer Karen from University Hospital Dublin, Ireland. So, I have some questions uh jennifer can i ask you the first one uh can you tell us briefly about your city beautiful dublin
1: yeah so um thanks for thanks for having me today um so uh, for people who who might not know dublin is the it's the capital of ireland Um i'm not originally from dublin but uh, i've i've been working here for a, a couple of years now, and it's a wonderful city um, with a, a very kind of dynamic atmosphere. Um, I think uh, the more, the longer time you spend here, the more you get to realise that there's something for everyone here. Um, so. You know, there's a it's kind of steeped in a lot of history, but there's also a lot of uh, a huge amount of sporting um, events and uh, availability for people who like different types of sports. Um, and there's, you know, always something uh, fun and vibrant going on. And um, it's I know they they call New York the city that never sleeps, but I, I think Dublin might be might be up there on that as well. So it's a it's a lovely city to, to live in and uh, to get to know a bit better. Thank you, the second best city. uh, (laughs) Okay, and can you tell us
0: about your hospital and what is the main focus?
1: Yeah, so uh, the hospital uh, we work in at the moment is the matter university hospital. And as a university hospital, a lot of its focus is directed on education and learning. Um, And obviously there's a lot of... um, uh, focus geared towards uh, research, research as well. And um, it's the National Heart and Lung Transplant Centre for the country. Uh, so we care for all the patients in the country who require mechanical support. And um, we have a large post-transplant population. And uh, we also offer, um, you know, uh, complex ablation procedures, um, as well as um, kind of a, an advanced heart failure um, service or um, input service for for different hospitals in the country. Um, As well as that, it's the the National Centre for Adult Congenital Heart Disease. So uh, in that respect, we see a lot of complicated patients um, coming through through the the hospital and a lot of uh, very interesting structural procedures as well. Related more to to the area that we're looking at today, Um, it's one of the two referral centres in the country for uh, inherited cardiac conditions. Um, And importantly, it's home to our uh, National SADS Biobank, which was set up by Professor Galvin in 2015. Um, So uh, the the National Biobank is is a biobank essentially for samples. um, for a storage center for samples of um, SADS victims um, so that their families may um, in time avail of genetic testing um, to hopefully prevent such a a dreadful occurrence uh, in the future. Um, And then more recently in 2017, um, the matter has launched its own uh, next generation sequencing lab, which is very exciting. So um, we're we're starting to run samples on um, you know uh different patients from from different hospitals around the country so that's also great and um, so a lot of uh, wide scope and a lot of different things going on here but it's it's a great hospital to be a part of
0: nice nice impressive and and joseph um why did you become a member of the ern and can you tell us uh, about which thematic areas
2: um so as jennifer uh Said we 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 set up well. Originally, we set up back in two thousand and seven. Uh, I should explain. I'm I'm actually an interventional cardiologist, and uh, and my my primary interest became uh, after stenting became uh, cardiac arrhythmias, and sudden cardiac death. Um, but we there really wasn't anybody taking care of uh, rare diseases in cardiology and inherited cardiac conditions. It was a, an empty space, and it's one I stepped into. So when I became aware that there was a European reference network there to support um, uh, people doing this kind of work throughout Europe, I was thrilled uh, to to become part of it. Um, I I should also explain that we're not just a single hospital, but we're part of a network in Ireland. And uh, we've now created what we call the Irish Inherited Cardiac Conditions Network, currently uh, involving four hospitals, but hopefully uh, will involve six um and we look after primarily channelopathies patients and cardiomyopathy patients there's a little more cardiomyopathy than uh, than, than channelopathies we also um are involved with the pediatric hospital and look after um congenital heart disease in the, the children's hospital and adult congenital heart disease in our hospital. So that's another uh, thematic area that we are uh, involved in. So there there are three primary areas, channelopathies, uh, cardiomyopathies, and congenital heart disease.
0: Yes, yes, thank you. And uh, what can you contribute to ERN?
2: Well, uh, I guess everybody, every country is going to uh, contrib- contribute its own local... Knowledge, resources, and patient population to to, to the network. Um, I must say, I've always uh, felt that it is very important for each country to um, uh, to take responsibility for the inherited conditions within its own country, and to um, to have knowledge of the genetic diseases within its frontiers if it's if you're responsible for developing health services in a country it's important to know what specific uh, predispositions there are within your country for 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 diseases and um, until 2017 we were exporting all of our genetic testing out of the country and um, so it's it's terrific now that we have our own um uh gene sequencing lab here in the matter and that's been that's been a big step forward for us over the last few years we also um work closely with a lab uh, down in Galway uh, called Remedy, um, which uh, they they, they do work with the inducible pluripotent stem cells. So they've been able to take skin biopsies of some of our patients um, and to grow them um, as cardiomyocytes to to, um, induce cardiomyocytes uh, from the, the pluripotent stem cells. And then edit out a gene of uncertain significance, replace it with the normal gene, and look at the function of that um uh the, the the grown cells. We we've been able to do this for channelopathies so far, but not cardiomyopathies. So I think that's it, that's a useful thing to be able to provide. And I know there are other centers around Europe doing that, um uh, but it's it's something that we that we're 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 keen to develop here in Ireland.
0: Thank you. Do you have some uh, expectations from VRM?
2: <laughs> yes, uh, help and support <laughs> uh, in looking after some of these strange conditions. I always joke, uh, <laughs> I traditionally in cardiology, I've always had this, this bad habit of welcoming a patient into the clinic room, and then I open their chart and look at it. Uh, this clinic, that is a very difficult thing to do, because sometimes you open the chart and you, you read the you read a diagnosis that you've never heard of before, frankly, uh, and it, it it can be challenging. So uh, so sometimes I have to go out and read the textbook before I come back in and and, and continue discussions with the patient. So some of these rare diseases, we just uh, you you have to make management decisions about uh, uh, patients who have conditions that you've never seen before, and uh, through uh, CPMS, uh, we look forward. being able to um, share some of our difficult management problems with with colleagues around Europe. And I've already been able to do this contacting them directly um, um, and to to get their advice. Um, And I I, I really find that very, very helpful.
0: Wow, thank you. Now I have some more personal questions to the both of you. And um, let's start with Jennifer, if you're okay with it. Um, where did you train and who was your most important mentor?
1: Yeah, so um, I trained in Dublin in the Royal College of Surgeons and uh, kind of have worked for a number of years in Dublin and Galway and like most Irish people have spent a year in Perth but for the most part it's been in Dublin. Um, I've been really fortunate to have a lot of really uh, amazing um, colleagues and senior colleagues uh, over the last number of years. Uh, I'm not sure if, if Professor Galvin knows this but he's the he's the reason I ended up going into Cardiology as a specialty after a third-year medical rotation, so I I have to credit uh, him as you know one of the, the the most important figures in my medical career. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's it's it's a bit hard to be uh you know it's hard to not be inspired by his uh, enthusiasm and his motivation. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, good to hear. And and Joseph, where did you train, and who yeah. was your most important
0: mentor?
2: Um, so I, I qualified in 1988, a long time ago. And after an internship in Dublin, I, I fled the country and I went to America and did three years of uh, general medical training in upstate New York, came back to Dublin for two years and then back to Vermont for two years of, uh, um, cardiology fellowship. And then I did my electrophysiology training in, um, Mass General Hospital in Boston, and I was a consultant there for a few years before coming back to uh, Ireland. Um, and I've I've worked here now for 23 years um, in Dublin in the Mater Hospital, and uh, uh, I've my my practice has changed from primarily stenting and ablation to uh, now focusing primarily on on cardiogenetics and inherited cardiac conditions. My most important mentor. I'm gonna say was probably a recently retired colleague, uh, Declan Sugru here in Dublin, who um, was, I would say a very positive person and uh, a great optimist. And uh, I think he, he did a good job setting up services here.
0: And, and Joseph, what was the most important lesson learned for you?
2: <laughs> the most important lesson I would say is probably don't give up Uh, when dealing with um, uh, the Irish health services and trying to put structures in place. um, It can be dispiriting uh, sometimes um, when you don't get funding for the services you want to provide immediately. But in truth, um, there's only so much funding available. And I think if you keep going back with the same requests and the same solid reasons for getting those services, eventually Eventually, things, the tide turns, and uh, um, uh, things things come through. So stay positive would be my would be my most important lesson learned.
0: Thank you. and Jennifer, Jennifer, the same question for you, your most important lesson
2: learned?
1: Yeah, I to be honest, I think the most important thing for me is just to to love what you do um and stay enthusiastic and creative. um and you know, uh, I, I think, as Professor Galvin said, there's there's not a huge amount that you can't achieve if, if you don't stay positive and um, be open to other people's ideas and uh, keep an open mind and uh, just keep going <laughs> yes and Jennifer do you have a favorite sport
0: and could you tell us more about it
1: yeah, so uh, I I really enjoy sports and um, kind of cycling, running, and tennis. But um, my my main one would be sw- swimming. I love open water swimming and kind of distance swimming. I grew up in in Donegal, which is the north of the, the country with a lot of lovely beaches. So I've spent my life in the water. So uh, that's that's what I love doing.
0: Joseph, do you have a favorite sport, and do you want to tell us more about it? <laughs>
2: um, I suppose over the years. Uh, Tennis um, and jogging, running have been what I probably enjoyed uh, playing the most. I played rugby when I was younger, but but gave that up. Um, but but now what really drives me, my passion is is actually climbing mountains. Um, I love climbing mountains, my wife and I in an effort to keep ourselves off the couch watching television, uh, we're 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 travelling around Ireland trying to climb the uh, 212 mountains over 2,000 feet, and it's a wonderful way to get to know a country. Um, but I'm also trying to to travel to all the European countries and and climb their 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 peaks as well. So that that's what I enjoy the most.
0: Okay, and then last question for you, Joseph. Uh, your favorite holiday destination
2: is it, in um, Europe is it
0: outside? Yes. Europe? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would. I would say um, for me, f- perhaps my most interesting, uh, my, my, the one I enjoyed the most was probably a, a trip to China uh, with with my wife and children. We had a wonderful time traveling around China. That was just a, uh, such a cultural uh, leap for us. Uh, we were just blown away by the friendliness and kindness of the the people that we met there.
0: Okay, thank you. And Jennifer, for you, the same question: Do you have a f- favorite holiday destination?
1: Um, I I try to go. Th- to somewhere new and different each time I go away Um, I love outdoor holidays so I really loved Australia New Zealand Um, it's a really really great place to 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 be outdoors and try a lot of new kind of sports and and that sort of thing so I'd say Australia New Zealand is a my favorite place that I've been so far.
0: Thank you thank you uh, uh, for uh, enjoying uh, this podcast and thank you for Listening today's podcast. um We hope to meet you next week. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Thank Bye you. Bye and
2: thank you.